0: of
1: them you're wasting all your time and money on models Paint what you have hello everybody and welcome to model club tv episode 20
2: and a zero as
1: always i'm jason walker and i am joined by the still breathing scott johansson he's thank back. you he's back thank you i never left yeah, you never left. I never left. No. Nope. I'm never chagrining everything. So yeah. much to the chagrin of the people that wanted your job on this show, you are still uh you're still here. How are I'm you? still here. How are things? I,
0: I, I'm good. I, I wish I could have filmed when I was in the recovery room and they gave me two Norcos because <laughs> uh I was ripped. So uh Man. And for those that know me, I don't get stoned, I don't get drunk, so It was quite a treat for my wife and my stepdaughter who got the phone call. And I told her, I said, because you always call me fucked up. It's my turn. And uh, while I'm laying in the recovery room. So, uh, yeah.
1: Well, it is good to see you. It's good to have you here. Uh, I knew everything would go well. So I wasn't worried. Yeah, it went great. Yeah, it went great. How's your scar doing?
0: Uh, The scar is doing well. It's healing well. Um, Itches a little bit. The staples. I've never had staples before. so. There's 30 staples and a 10-inch incision, and um, I actually, this was an easier operation than the smaller incision, take my kidney out. So, yeah, this wasn't as bad pain-wise. I had, anesthesia does a wonderful thing to me, and it traps gas, and uh, so for about 24 hours, I had some severe-ass gas pains, but... Yeah, but then once that started going, it was uh, beautiful for everyone, I'm sure. (laughs) So I went home the next day, um, about 5 o'clock. So I was in the hospital a little over 24 hours, but not bad. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's been getting better, pretty steady. You know, I had a walker for the first day and a half, and then you realize you're standing at the toilet, and you're like, hey, where's my walker? You realize to walk there without it, so (laughs) it's, you know. Still have it next to the bed to help me get in and out of the bed, you know, to push off and straighten up. But um, probably another few days. Once the staples are out, I probably won't need that anymore either. But um, pretty good. I have a great story.
2: Okay. (laughs) So I get home
0: and I got to pee. Oh, no. Now, I don't know how many of you out there have ever had a catheter inserted or whatever, but let's just say after 12 hours of abuse, the turtle sinks pretty deep into the shell. Okay. Now I should have remembered this from my last
2: encounter. So I go to the bathroom
0: and I start to pee and I realize I'm not hitting, I'm not hearing water. And I look down and I am pissing all over everything.
2: Okay. And I start swearing. <laughs> my like, poor wife. Like, like
1: p- Willie the water bug. Just yeah, yeah, the water weasel, right. <laughs> so uh, so
0: my wife's outside the door and I start swearing. At God damn it. And she's like, what's the matter? What's the matter? I go, I'm pissing all over everything. <laughs> and so now you're trying to cut it off. And, uh, you know, you end up, I'm, pissing all over my hand trying to get you know into the right place so bless my lovely wife she cleaned up after me but uh <laughs> i had to remember you got to give it a little bit of a primer start before Ooh, you boy. pee for a few days but uh yeah so i water weaseled all over the bathroom toilet was
1: <laughs> did you hit the uh, toothpaste no the toothpaste was
0: nowhere near my <laughs> toilet okay <laughs> All right. uh,
1: (laughs) Well, on that note. So I want to first say thank you to everybody who emailed me while you were, um, you know, awaiting. I hadn't heard from you. So people, I had gotten quite a few emails with people wondering how you were doing. Thanks. People actually care about you, which is, I was a a little bit jealous. I'm not sure if I would. No, they wanted
0: to, they they want this gravy job. There was a couple of those too. Yeah.
1: But, you know, seriously, thank you for everybody who did send out some warm wishes and so their thoughts. And it, it meant a lot to both of us, actually. So we're there. Surgery's passed. It's behind us. Surgery's passed. It was
0: clear cell cancer, which is pretty typical for kidney cancer. It was not as aggressive as the cancer in the kidney they removed. Um, He seems to think it will not return. Um in this lifetime so let's hope not
1: but we'll monitor or it. the next like we don't want to come yeah. back to anything so we'll monitor it for now and uh go from there congrats man that's that's huge <clears> and you you handled it like far better than i would have so you know thanks you're an inspiration and
0: now and and uh a shout out no one's ever going to see this but uh loyola oh. hospital in maywood um everybody there was so professional and so um Courteous and everything, and I had a roommate that obviously was in a lot of pain and had had surgery too. But I wanted to just holler over and say, "Dude, stop being these people have a job to do," you know. It so um, throttle them. New joking. appreciation to those nurses and healthcare workers that have to do yep. everything they have to do, and especially the nice young lady that helped me out with my underwear once uh, they took the catheter out. So uh, yeah. poor girl. Yeah, you might say poor girl.
1: Or, you know, never mind. She, you know, or she got a wonderful show. But I
0: didn't pee all over the bathroom for her. So that's all right. So,
1: (laughs) all right. She
0: took me me to the bathroom and she said, I said to her, I said, Well, now that I've gone to the bathroom, can I go home? And she says, Well, I want you to walk a little bit first. I said, Let's go. And we walked right down the hallway right from there. And, you know, so uh, good. Yep.
1: Well, cool. I, I, this is great news. It really is. Let's talk about models and crap. How about that? Olets. Oh, Olets. Oh, so you know where we're going first, and that is—you said models and crap,
0: so I'm assuming we're going to crap.
1: So uh, a big thing happened while you were on uh, on the couch, which was Godzilla versus Kong. You saw it, correct? Oh, I saw it. Okay, so did I. So Scott, when I first watched that movie. As I sat there on the day it came out on HBO Max, I finished that movie, and I go, holy shit, Scott is going to hate this movie. <laughs> Was my prediction correct? I don't think hate's the right word.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. This and- has
0: surpassed the Dino De Laurentiis Kong movie, King Kong Lives, as the, possibly the worst King Kong movie of all time.
1: Okay. Okay, so stop right there and we're going to try and keep this short shortish shortish do, do you see it did you see this as more of a king kong movie or a godzilla movie or a both movie i i guess i saw it as a both movie okay to me um, it felt like a kong movie and in uh, godzilla was an afterthought that's a little bit i can see where you saw it thought. that okay okay
0: um what i did feel like i was watching kind of a sci-fi
1: movie too like with the whole spoiler alert spoiler alert spoilers if you don't want to hear this skip ahead about 10 minutes yeah
0: so the whole uh hollow earth and the axe thing i thought was just so dumb um (sighs) it seemed like his size changed throughout the movie so like when they're fighting in hong kong they're both, like, 50 stories tall, okay? Well, now, I, I've never seen an actual aircraft carrier, but I'm thinking... I have been on one. I have, Okay, I've been on I'm one. thinking you couldn't put a 50-story skyscraper on one and have it, like, be the size that they had Kong. So, it, it you know, I had a problem with that. Uh, the little girl, she was cute as hell, but um, when we realized Kong is signing and all, I, I mean, it just got dumber. And dumber and dumber, and then of course the stereotypical, um, overweight wearing glasses nerd kid who gets drug along on the adventure that made no sense. It was like it was like let's put the Scooby Doo gang in on top of everything else, you know. And I'd got away I, with godzilla if it wasn't for you meddling
1: kids. Um, it, that I it thought was, was the weakest part too. I did not like any of that side story with those three. Yeah, uh, uh, why? And the other thing, and I think it's a and they Marvel- put them in that pod that, that goes from what New Orleans to yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah, the, okay. The railgun pod. But I think that's my general problem well, with movies. First of all, to go that fast, <laughs> the suit you would need to, no. to
0: compensate for the G force. Come
1: on, <laughs> no, they yeah. fixed it in science. The, I'm sure they th- that's my problem. I think with movies in general these days. Is they Marvel movies have ruined everything, and I'm gonna get a ton of hate for this. And it's the the stupid jokes. Go a little, do a little fight, do a stupid joke, do a stupid joke. Let's laugh a little bit, but then let's try and get serious. But then there's really no consequences for anybody ever. And it it's that formula that I just don't. Why can't you just have a regular serious movie? And, and mm. it I don't like the I don't like comedy. In, in, a, in a non-comedy movie a lot of times. And, and if you look at Shin Godzilla, that movie's amazing. It's, the people were taken seriously. The monster is scary. Godzilla is scary in that movie. As a force in it. And it's just... it's, And I didn't hate this movie as much as you did.
0: but well, I just, you know, like the it, whole, let's take the Ghidra head and tap into that. I, I still don't know what was going on there. So Maybe I, was hoping- I haven't liked... Enough of these movies to
1: understand the whole monarch thing and all that, but it, it's just. And I love Skull Island. I love that movie. I really. You were lukewarm on it. I know. I didn't hate it. Didn't hate like it. This. But I liked it. This. They could have done the Mecha King Ghidorah. Maybe they'll make that in the future, like that. But, dude, it. I don't even know. I'm dumbfounded. Like, it just. You know, There's so many missed oh, opportunities. And then we're
0: going to, yeah, jumpstart King Kong when he dies or I was almost dead. Him,
1: and then, and that so, is, and that, my thing is that, was that a throwback to the, the heart attack thing from the De Laurentiis one? Whereas they have his heart dying but, or no? You no. Know, that was the sequel of know. the heart replacement, right? Now,
0: I don't know any of our viewers, please tell me, but how many of us could get shocked back to life and then go into full battle within three minutes? Okay.
1: Oh, Kong could. Um, no. I. And and, and, and actually, I know call we're this, gonna, I know yeah, people are gonna hate us. I know it because there's so much love for this out there. And I just uh Well, for those of you that love it, see, and, and here's the thing. I just <clears> want <throat> a smart movie for once. Is there's that so much that to ask?
0: Like it because it's a giant monster movie and I, and I get that me too aspect of it. Okay. Um but I've been CGI'd to death. Okay? And and I told my wife when we got done, I'd rather watch the original King Kong versus Godzilla in the rubber suits
1: than this thing ever again. Okay? And that's the thing. I think that's part of it, too, is there's... It doesn't have charm. There's no charm. No. There's no charm in any of these newer Godzilla movies. at one point, Godzilla laughs in the movie. If you don't believe me, go look at that on YouTube. Godzilla laughs. And it's like... And he's done that in the other ones. I... Like, fine. But... I don't know, my favorite little throwback in there, Easter egg. you know when he's in the hollow earth and there's those things flying around with the with the parrot beaks and the mm-hmm. lizard it, you, did you see at the Earth's core? no that is a total throwback to at the earth's core there's those there's these bird monsters that they sacrifice all the humans to, and it looks just like an updated version of those, and I thought that was pretty cool. the Maynox or Mayla i.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And, and as dumb as Mecha Godzilla was in the original series of movies <laughs> okay he resembled godzilla okay yeah this thing doesn't i don't know and that's the thing it this- might
1: but it never like stood still enough to where you could see the silhouette and go okay yeah. that's godzilla like there was parts uh, this, of mechagodzilla shot that liked. you sent here okay yeah. What's that
0: old puppet show, Kukla Fran and Ollie? I think this <laughs> looks like Kukla, a robot, Mecca Kukla. Okay. <laughs> or
1: Mecha so, Ollie.
0: I forgot which one was which. Okay. Comment but, uh, below.
1: Please let us know why you below. liked. Tell me how crazy. Yeah. I am. How crazy. You know, <laughs> I get it, it's us. a monster movie, I get it. but it's not really.
0: It, it's almost it. a sci fi movie.
1: And okay, here's one other one. Which movie. monster movies are. To be fair, monster movies usually are sci-fi movies. That doesn't bother me so okay. much. It bothers and me is the nitpick
0: just a little more. Okay. <laughs> Throw two giant monsters in the middle of any big city and have them start fighting and knocking buildings down and tell me there would still be lights on anywhere. Okay.
1: Yeah. That, and that's, building, I think that's my problem. The, you do not see the, and yeah. Yep. It, 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 you don't see the danger part of it, which is, did you, and I know you're going to say no, but did you see the new Gamera movies when they were made? in the nineties, the newer, there were parts in that where people are. I'm trying not to swear wiped clean. Like there's fire that goes down the street and you see people just get vaporized people, which you normally don't see. Cause I want to see the, like when Godzilla walks down the street, people should just fall over from radiation poisoning. Right. That's what should happen.
0: Maybe not that quick, but, But, but they conveniently, this is what cracked me up. They conveniently evacuated the city. Yeah. Okay. And then again, I'm going to say, you know, given the vastness of an ocean, just how fast can Godzilla really swim?
1: That tail goes okay. really quick.
0: <laughs> goes yeah. Straight. No, no. So There's yeah, nothing... we're the
1: haters. I know we're going to be called the haters and that's, and I don't care. This, I just... this
0: was, this was the biggest piece of Kong shit I have ever seen in my life. Peter Jackson has no longer made the worst King Kong movie of all time.
1: So, okay. okay well, can we start? I have a problem with the Kong design.
2: Can you guess what it is? What? I said, Can you guess? <laughs> Where uh, does my mind usually go? I don't know. What's
1: your problem with the it? It needs a penis. <sighs> I don't like that you can't, and it's the same with like, I don't like when people sculpt a, a model kit just not to offend somebody. It's a giant gorilla. There should be at least some sort of dink hanging in there. Flipping around. and Like, to, like you're going to see that. That was my... I loved Harry and the Hendersons, but the dude's walking around naked. You would see, it like... like maybe he's got a small penis,
0: you know? Maybe. Have and you ever seen fine. a cat's penis? Have you ever seen a cat's penis? You see its balls? Have you ever seen a cat's penis? You see the balls? No. I had a vet tell me one time that a cat has a penis that belongs on a mouse. So maybe he's
1: got a little mousy penis. That's fine. But you would see the nuts. You ever seen a chimp's nuts? they like, you know, see, when I go to zoo, I'm not looking at the fucking <laughs> reproduction. Sometimes you organism. can't avoid that. You okay. can't like even, you know, I mean, I, I get like seeing that...
0: the big pink on the baboon's ass, but, right. but I, I don't know about like it monkey just, nuts. I want
1: to see. I don't know. Well, I
0: anyway. hope Spike has a ball with you and monkey nuts right now. I, I really do. Can't wait to see that, not, that photo. I'm
1: not opening my mouth today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> monkey nuts.
1: So that's uh, a yeah, comment below. Please let us know what you thought about Kong Godzilla. I. It was okay. The, no, I no. think the, it was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. You think it was awful? That's fine. Okay, it, but it there's a plus. I think there's some cool modeling opportunities in there that you could do with cool lighting effects and all that. There's and there's there's some cool stuff that will come out of it. Mike Wallace See, will make a cool Godzilla diary. Here's my problem
0: with this, and I, and I've always had this problem in this hobby. Okay. No matter how cool the model is, if it's a movie that I thought was terrible,
1: I wouldn't buy that fucking model. Okay, but see, I'm the opposite. Sometimes it's a terrible movie, but a great character design and a great monster. Like Rawhead Rex is a terrible mm-hmm. goddamn movie, and people still love that thing. And it's not even—you nah, haven't seen it. I gotta get someone out here once in a while. I've seen the movies that I see. Whatever. I
0: tried to watch. Every time I try to watch one of these piece of shit movies this is what
1: happens to me. I'm going to get a puppet and name it my friend. <laughs> Start it over. Here. Um yeah. So that's cool yeah. All right.
0: been friends with that puppet for too long.
1: Both I'm ambidextrous. So
2: Anyway. Did you see anything else? Good? Nothing? No, but I'll Why tell really you really what not? I'm
0: going to see and you're going to go, "Oh, cool." Now it's a movie I've seen, but and it's been in my cart for a long time, but I finally broke free with the money.
2: Nice. Nice. So this
0: is that Blu-ray. Uh yeah,
2: the version. War of the
1: Worlds.
0: And uh so we're gonna check that out.
1: You know, cool. I have it on regular um, but this is that version you said that was yeah. uh it looks really good. Really good Blu-ray. So we're gonna check that out. Cool. I uh I had Jamie watch and she I think she wanted me to talk. I don't know if she did. I'll find out. Um, I had her watch Train to Busan, which is the best zombie movie, and it perfectly demonstrates why I think I don't like Kong versus Godzilla, because the people are so dumb in this movie. The people are written really well to the point where you actually give a shit about them and to the point where Jamie is crying at the end of the movie. And it's a zombie movie. It's a stupid zombie movie from Korea, and it's the best. If you have not seen Train to Busan, please watch that.
2: Okay. You ready? We're done making <laughs> people <laughs> angry. Yeah. All right. News and reviews. Here we are. Um, the first thing I found that I thought was pretty cool, and I thought of you instantly because it's a cartoon kit, is the Mighty Mitor from
1: Saturn Models. And sculpted by Joe Udati. and I had not seen it yet until like I was li- just looking for stuff for the show, and I was like, "Hey, this a pretty cool kit. I want to give it a shout out? Well sculpted, looks just like that character." So, any thoughts, Scott? I did not watch the Mighty my tour. I was one. I, that's what I wanted to know. Is this um, one of your shows? Is but no. But, I, but I, it's cool that he did it.
0: Um, and the sculpt looks good. You know, compared to the, you know, actual
2: character. Um, so it's still a cartoon, uh, you know, getting a uh, getting a shout-out. So that's yeah. cool. I hope it does well for
0: Saturn, is it?
1: Yep, Saturn. And there are events over at Saturn. The second thing Saturn's got coming out that I found is this mysterious island with the giant crab attack. Um, sculpted by, who's Scott? Joe Simon. Joe Simon. And it's, I, that's a good-looking crab. Well, it's a nice-looking uh, little compact diorama. Yeah.
0: Um, I have seen this movie. Me too. Um, and I, I'll tell you about this movie. I actually
1: own this movie too.
0: The first time I saw this movie, WGN Family Classics for those Chicago folks used just to like, show we've it. We
1: say this a lot. We have to show a picture. of it. I'm going to find it.
0: A- a- and I didn't know what this movie was even about. It was just one of those. It's on Saturday afternoon. And I started watching it. I had no idea it was a Harryhausen film. I had no idea it was a. Like sequel to Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Um, none of that. So um I remember really liking the movie. And and this is an iconic scene from the movie where they actually kill the crab and they finally eat it and you know, they were
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but um yeah, it was just a really um yeah, it's a cool movie. And so it's a nice uh
1: And it's a really nice, well done diorama piece. I
2: yeah. It looks pretty compact yeah, too.
1: It does. Looks- uh, the other thing I found over on the clubhouse, I did a clubhouse venture this week. Um, this is Anton Chigurh. Uh, Scott, you're going to make me really sad right
2: now. Nope. You Don't didn't see no country.
1: You did not see no country for old men. Nope. Uh, so this is the bad guy from the movie played by Javier Bardem and one of the best bad guys ever in film and this is the kind of stuff that i want to see more in kit form is your kind of modern day bad guys where like this uh bill the butcher which i've seen there's a couple out of him um from gangs in new york but uh, <laughs> javier bardem plays the most sinister anton sugar and it i love that likeness it looks like
2: spot on so it the i have it written down
1: And if you want to pick this kid up uh, over on the clubhouse, send PLJNR. That's his username. It's Paul. uh, Send him a PM over on the clubhouse. It looks like it's 50 pounds or $62, not including shipping from England. And I love this. Please do more of this sort of thing, people. I love modern kind of stuff like that. I have a funny story (laughs) um, that if this person was still alive, could send them to jail. (laughs) But my friend who had passed away, I'm not going to say his name just in case. Um, cause it's pretty bad. <laughs> he, in the movie, Anton Sugar walks around with a cow, like the thing they use to kill cattle, which is the air tank with the little blaster air piston thing. And so for Halloween one year, he dressed up as him and he walked around all downtown Chicago carrying a giant air tank with a hose on it with a, with a nozzle on the end, just to spray people on the forehead without like the piston. So, and this is not long after 9-11, like this is still, you shouldn't be doing this. And he's in a cab with his then fiance or what, and it's Halloween night and traffic is at a dead standstill at Clybourne and North Avenue. And he starts arguing with the cab driver in this. He's wearing a wig to look like this dude has a giant air tank with him. And he starts arguing with the cab driver and he leans up front and sprays the cab driver in the head and goes, "And goes, that's chemicals. You're going to fucking die and gets out of the car and runs away. As he's running away, (laughs) he sees the cab driver get out and start like screaming and patting himself around, running in traffic, screaming, call the police, call the police, call the police as my friend (laughs) and his fiance are running down the street. Because they basically just gas attacked this cab driver. And shortly after they had to jump in another cab because someone did call the police and they're rolling around, he's not with us anymore. So you can't arrest him. Anyway, that's my Anton Sugar story. And it's still a greatest friend.
2: <laughs> ah, anyway.
1: What did you see, Scott?
0: Well, from our friend
1: Mike Calvert at Typhon Studios this thing's gorgeous
0: we have yet another jaeger boris karloff sculpt um you say that in a bad way no i actually i don't mean it in a bad way i'm kidding
2: Uh, much like the black cat that's the um first jaeger club exclusive um
0: this piece you can tell i can tell anyway and not to take anything away from anything but when I see a piece like this, I, I look at something like this and said, man, Jeff was really inspired when he sculpted this. Yeah, it's, And this it's is really Ardeth Bay from the flashback scene in the original Mummy. And um, this is the first Typhon kit that I got on the list for, and I've got an early number. So um, <laughs> as soon as it gets mold and cast, I'll probably be having one coming my way, which I'll definitely review here but um just beautiful i mean and it kind of reminds me of the black cat piece and just the really the detail in the face it's just you know and this is also now i've been in the hobby a long time and i can't say for sure but i don't think this version of Artith bay has ever been sculpted and again, i don't this remember is from the scene. flashback scene yeah. um so i i think this was a fantastic idea and uh there's a little uh I think it is a piece of the base there too. And uh just looks really cool.
1: Yeah. So it, it's um, gorgeous. It, that's coming like,
0: from Typhon. And also from Typhon, let's see if what you know. Millicent Patrick, creature from the Black Lagoon. What do you know about Millicent Patrick? Do you even know who it
1: is? Is she the one that created it? Is that-
0: she designed it. Yeah. yeah. I believe she designed the creature from the Black Lagoon. And here's a photo of You her. tried to
1: stump me. Got you.
0: And, um, I don't know much about her. I, I, you know, I do know who she is and stuff. But I, I think we're gonna do. They're gonna do a some sort of tribute bust to her with the creature, and I think that's really cool. I, that is a very good re- idea. I, that's really I, cool. Yep. You know, Jack Pierce gets so much credit for so much that he did, mm-hmm. as he should. But here is a designer. I want to say she they, designed. They didn't even give her credit in the movie, right? Like, no, I don't even yeah. think she got credit in the movie. So, um, so that, that'll be an interesting piece from them coming. And then um a couple of pictures of this is the new King Kong replacement head sculpted by Jeff yeager again. And um this good. will go on to the Aurora King Kong and uh you can get these I think they're $27 from Mr. Worthling, Mark Worthling. Take Man, a drink. Mark. type his
1: info in again.
0: Yeah, you know you should, he just should just have one of your special buttons, no? I, I You know what? I'm going to make one for. So. But um there we are. So I, I imagine by the time this comes out he's gonna be selling these or really close to selling him. So yeah. um yeah. I have to get one. Um matter of fact I'll have to PM him tomorrow, see if he's ready. So um So that's basically that, what that, we've seen, yeah. That's what I've seen. Now today I got something in the mail, so I'll share. I think uh Doll and Javi, which is part of Cult TV, man, I think. They're re-releasing the spindrift from Land of the Giants. So I got hey, this did nice. Do you know promo. that's on
1: TV right now? Yeah, I think it's on me TV. Yeah, it's on, yeah. So um or antenna TV. One of the TV. This is gonna but be $37.95 suggested
0: retail price, 164 scale. <clears throat> um 38 detailed styrene parts, you know, so uh interior with passenger cabin cockpit you know i am reading all this off this thing i got but uh this came today in order that i got from uh my good friend steve iverson cult tv man and uh along with that came the second
2: and this is compact Uh pussycat okay
0: and um just as the and i won't go into too much detail here but just as with the mean machine it's molded in this cool chrome strip it so you can paint the car the right way um, purple plastic again instructions um s- stick on and slide on decals, which I really wish Atlantis would get on board with and do with um yeah you know their their stuff and then there's also like the like the mean machine there's a little painting guide. And where the decals go on the box. Cool. So so I got that hey. today. There's two more coming. There's a uh, Creepy Coop and the Peter
1: Perfect Turbo Terrific. Is the Creepy Coop the one with like the haunted house on wheels? Yes.
0: Somebody I know very well may be making a, an add-on for that particular kit. Um, okay. And producing it. So I'll let you know.
2: Cool. But he, he, he's on the podcast. I can tell you that. Oh, this podcast? Right now.
1: Is there someone behind me? Oh, you. <laughs>
0: okay. So we'll see. I've already talked to a sculptor, and I've got something in mind, and cool. we'll see
1: if Excellent. we can make that happen. Get back in so, the, get back in the, uh, take the reins again. Get on there. You no, know, I got a bunch of other stuff I still need to get going, so. Yeah. How about that big, Galo- that big Gilman
2: thing? Gilman, Galuna? Yeah. That yeah. That? Okay. Um so that's it. It's been you know. <laughs> so we have a couple of giveaways. Um our uh our friends at the Jaeger Army have donated to us
0: <clears throat> three membership cards. Okay? So the membership card to the Jaeger Army is generally $15. And what this entitles you to is to when they have exclusives and stuff, or maybe I, you know, I don't know what they're going to have sales and things or whatever, but it entitles you to be able to get on the list to get these things. The uh, black cat um, that I have coming on. As a matter of fact, it's, I got my tracking number today. So I'll be able to show that next episode. Um, That was one of their exclusives. Now with this card, you do not need to be on the Facebook group to, you know, you just need to contact one of the guys, Troy, uh, Mark Worthling, Mike Calvert, Paul Gill, you know, when they do come out with an exclusive and say, Hey, I want in. And um, the way this will work is we will assign, well, they've been assigned numbers already. So we will fill in your name and um,
1: your back will look like this.
0: And, and yeah, it'll So that you'll get a card, Jaeger uh, Army uh, membership card. Yeah. So um, we have three of these to give away, and what we're going to do is we're going to start taking names, and we're going to give one away next episode. Yeah, the next three. And we're going to give one away the episode after that, and one away the episode after that. Now, that'll give plenty of people plenty of time to register to get one. Okay, that being said, once you register, you're in for all the drawings. Okay. So um you you won't have to register a second time to be in for the second one or the third one. Um once you're in, you're in. So send a, an email to model tv at gmail.com. And uh oh no. <laughs> oh, your button didn't
2: work. No, it's not um, it didn't
1: work because I there's one little thing. Okay.
0: Send an email to model TV at gmail.com. Uh subject title Jaeger Army, Jaeger card, whatever. And uh Jason will give you a number and put you in for a drawing. Yep. And um, like we say, we're gonna have one uh the next three episodes. So if you don't get it, if you miss this one, um get in the next one, or you know, or make sure you send it to us. Uh only one entry for person, but
1: um, you know, so we've got that. And I think uh, we have another giveaway as well. Yes, Uh, we do. This giveaway came as very much a surprise to me. It is from Bill Monster Jones. gave us a Monster Jones prize pack (laughs) to give away. So I'm gonna first, you get a sticker.
0: Then you get the sticker. Can we see the sticker? Would it kill you to show us the sticker? I
1: thought I showed you. Oh no, you can't see it. They're seeing it right now. Oh, okay. So there's the sticker. You can see it there. Um, but here's a sticker. You're getting a... Take my word for it. This is a... You no, know, I'll take it apart. This is a Invasion of the Saucerman... Reproduction print. Reproduction print. Very cool. I'll put this back up here so I don't crinkle it.
2: Yeah, put your coffee on it.
1: <laughs> and then you get a model kit, which is Burger King from Jimmy Flintstone that you saw, I think it was in one of his pictures we put, but I'll put it up again. There is the Burger King. You get that. You get... Now, for those of you big Monster Jones fans, if you want to... You know how like the porn stars sell their panties online? Or is that just me that knows that? If you want to get a good whiff of Monster Jones, he included two t-shirts. First one is Wonderfest Model and Toy Show from... April 96. So this is what you get. You get this shirt. It is size extra large. This is more of a collector's item than anything, so check it out. You get that shirt and you get a monsterjones.com shirt as well.
2: Also extra large. Also extra large.
1: And then uh. Hi Jason and Scott, here's a Monster Jones gift bag to give away at Model Club TV. Or keep it if you like, as you will. Thanks for keeping me entertained. Your resin head brother, Monster Jones. We are giving it away. So this is pretty awesome of him. Again, you get two t-shirts, an amazing Wonderfest t-shirt, a model kit, a sticker, and a print. Thank you, Bill Jones, for we, doing this uh, for us. Are sending this only domestically as well? Yeah, this is a, a United States, North America thing only. United States.
2: Canada as well. Mexico, I guess North America.
1: That's a lot in one box. So thank you, Monster Jones. If you want that, send an email to Model Club TV with Monster Jones in the subject, and you will enter into that drawing as well. So those are our giveaways. Yeah. We got the Jaeger Army cards, and we got the Monster Jones gift pack. So take take your pick, and, and you can and do you both. Want to enter both, two yeah. separate emails, two separate emails, please. It'll that'll make it easy for me. Uh.
2: And then Scott knows things aren't easy for me. So, all right, that's our giveaway. Giveaways. Giveaways. Okay. We're going to move on to the workbench.
1: Uh, there isn't we, one this week. We are? Okay. Yeah. We're skipping you it know. this week because that was quick because I've got S- Scott with <laughs> a scar. <laughs> Scott has a scar, and here's what happened to me. So, all of my workbench time, Went to refinishing my bar. I had an incident with ants, stupidity, and an octopus tentacle. I (laughs) went to... It was... It was, um... Is this the same thing you dropped, like, a week ago or something? No, it's a different thing. So, Tuesday night rolls around. Tuesday nights is my Oak Island evening, and I usually make a nice Manhattan or old-fashioned to watch... (laughs) My uh, Oak Island show.
0: What are you, 80?
1: Yeah, <laughs> actually. And I uh, I have a very nice bar that I built. And above the bars, where I keep my dead animals on a windowsill. With that a dead, built. No, both of us built. And it, 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 up there, there is my dead animal jars filled with 97% alcohol to keep them from rotting. Below that are my liquor bottles and my jar of cherries that are supposed to stay out of the fridge. So, I go to open the cherries and there's an ant inside the jar of cherries. And I'm like, well, what's that about? He wanted an old fashioned I open the cherries, there's tons of ants. I say, okay, where did these ants come from? So, I start looking and I see one crawling up the wall, up towards the window. And in my basement here in Illinois, this one, the the basement windows are even with the ground. Okay. So, I had put up these temporary blinds because the glare on the TV, there was a temporary black blind up there. And I look. And I'm like, I I move it to the side and I go, how did all this dirt get blown into my window? And it was like the scene out of aliens, which probably haven't seen where the wall starts to move (laughs) and it's filled with aliens. So this pile of what I thought was dirt was ants and it was millions of ants had built a nest into the temporary blind paper thing with larva and, and millions of ants. So I go like this. And one of the jars with the octopus tentacles falls and shatters all over (laughs) my liquor bottles. 97% alcohol goes all over the bar. It's a bar. So you would think alcohol wouldn't be a problem. Problem is, and anyone using this stuff, don't use it. So when I finished the bar, I I used the water-based polyurethane put out by, I think, verify or minwax one of the two it was a water based coating and I remember when I got it I'm like man this stuff smells just like just the acrylic matte like finish like it wasn't anything fancy and I'm like this isn't going to work but I was already halfway through finishing the bar I'm like alright I'm going to finish it anyway so since I did that model glue messed up that finish but I was able to sand it out and and, and, re- and fix that little spot Another time I spilled the gun cleaner when I was cleaning a gun and it messed up the finish on the bar and I was able to sand that out. But this time in the panic, I took the alcohol bottles and set them all over parts of the bar because there was ants, octopus tentacle alcohol juice everywhere, and it messed up the bar everywhere. So instead of working on models this week, I've been sanding and refinishing. I have two parts of the bar. There's a back shelf and and a bar. I've had to refinish all of that. So that's what I did. That was my workbench. Yes. And what do we do about the ants? So the ants, I had to carefully peel down that paper. And without them going everywhere, I like just went and then threw it in a bag. I had Jamie come down and hold it open. (laughs) And there's glass and octopus everywhere. And then I put that in with the dead shark, the baby shark. I put that in that bottle. So. Well, good. Baby shark's not lonely anymore. Yeah. Okay, so that's the workbench. Sorry, buddy. We don't have anything. So what would you do to prevent the ants from happening again? I put traps inside the window and granules outside and sprayed, because I think what happened is I sprayed the home defense outside and it forced them in. Guess what it's time for? The ever popular segment on the road with Jason, because Scott don't go nowhere.
2: Yeah, Scott went to the hospital.
1: <laughs> so I ended up in Three Oaks, Michigan, which is by another house we have. And there is a place there called Collector Zone. Collector and Zone. He... Marcos... I can't even attempt to say his last name. But Marcos is a really nice guy. So what this place is, it's not a hobby store. It is a just straight pre-paint store and they are a licensed distributor for a couple of the companies and really nice guy if you get a chance go in there i'm going to put some pictures while i'm talking they had nothing neca figures funko pops everywhere but then a lot of the sideshow prime one um what's the other really big one uh not prime. xm yeah some of that stuff it, it just Tons and tons of prepaint stuff. And he said it, it just he's one of the very there's only like four companies in the states that are licensed distributors for some of this stuff. And he said, if you have it shipped to him and you could pick it up, you can you don't have to pay shipping. And it's just like it was a really cool store. Really nice guy. Uh, they have a Facebook group. If you haven't been there, uh, you can check his, him out there on Facebook. So uh, Collector Zone, great place, great little store in Three Oaks, Michigan, right across the street from. Uh, two oaks right across the street from journeyman distillery if you feel like getting uh, some whiskey so yeah that's why get we your were whiskey and then go stumbling in the collector zone yeah well, there were these old ladies in there that came in there to look for something for their grandson and she's walking around with her purse and her purse strap catches on something and I quick grab I'm like no hold on hold on hold on and she almost pulled the whole statue down so it, it, it Marcos is a great guy please check him out collector zone you can order directly through them for, from for some of this stuff and it, he's i think he does pretty good on pricing so if you're looking for something hit him up collector zone our guest this week is rob madison one of the true great guys in this hobby and he came on with us way back almost a year ago now for the Wantafest show when we kind of started this and where this came from and did a lot of the interview with him then it's kind of a background we touch on some of that um now but We wanted to hit with him, uh, like, especially about doing videos for his monster model review. He also does two other shows and there'll be links to all that below, um, and talk about 3d modeling and 3d printing and some of the other stuff he's got going on. So it's a really good interview. Uh, once again, Rob's truly great guy and we'll see you afterwards. Talk about it a little bit. Enjoy. All right. And we're back with our guest, Rob Madison. Rob, how are you tonight? I'm awesome. How are you two doing? Oh, wonderful. (laughs) It's the best day ever, Rob. (laughs) So you are a returning guest, sort of. We had you on for WANTAFest, but this is your first official Model Club TV appearance, and thank you for coming back.
3: Yeah, thank you. Uh, How's life? Life's good. Um, During the virus, I've had a very, very productive hobby and craft year. I've done more kits in one year, probably, than I've ever done. Wow. (laughs) wish i could say that i I can't but the things you've been doing look amazing hey thanks i think you know the one thing is is i'm 58 and i think i'm doing my best work right now i
1: i would agree although i don't don't take that as a i'm not trying to no no no, it's true but some of that stuff is just it's exactly what i wanted for model club when we were doing the contest that stuff is would fit right in so we're going to share some of that later on in a little gallery thing but Thank you. Like that stuff is just, it's really
3: inspiring for people to see. I think
1: that stuff you're doing with the things. I've Um, also
3: been doing a lot of videos again. I got back on that horse and I think you guys were kind of inspiration for that.
1: um, (laughs) Scott, we inspired someone. Yeah, you inspire.
3: (laughs) But I was, you know, I, I, I love doing monster model review. I've been doing it since, you know, we, we used to be called model citizen back in the nineties. And then in 2007 model citizen was already taken on the internet. And so we changed our name to Monster Model Review because I'm truly not very inventive. And I, and I'm kind of autistic in that. I'm just going to tell you what the name of the show is going to be. So it's Monster Model Review, or that's what you get.
0: Gotcha. Well, I'll never forget the episode
3: where who was building the wrestler and snap together wrestler kit. Oh, that was one of the kids. I think it was Shane. Uh, Chris and, was, and they just couldn't get it together. I know. I
2: it together.
3: It's I think supposed Chris to be went snap and together. It. Yeah. And it's, it's like, oh. Yeah, and and honestly, I can't say anything without saying Chris Gurkey's name. He hasn't been around for a while. He's got some kids he's raising and a family and work and all that stuff. So it's been a number of years since Chris and I got to play together. But honestly, without him in the beginning of Model Citizen, the Monster Model Review, I wouldn't have never gone as far as I did to begin with. So I miss him, and I'm hoping that he's going to get back involved. And I'm sure he will. Time frees up as your kids get older, so. So let's start there.
1: What year was the first monster model review? Ninety-five. Ninety-five. Okay. And it was a
3: car. Oh, go ahead. It was a Plymouth Prowler. It was a car. Okay. And I refused to be on the show. So I was Mr. Hands. (laughs) This guy. Mr. I refused. (laughs) I didn't want to be on the show. Oh no,
4: you got glue on the windshield. I made
3: Chris do it live a couple times. And then I said, okay, I made Chris do it. Now I have to do it. Um from that point,
1: going back before that, what's your like? Do the quick Rob history in the hobby. Where did you meet? How'd you meet Scott? Number one and Ugh. number two. Where, how'd you, where'd you where you get started? Because I don't think people saw that as many people sure. saw that original episode. Sure.
3: Um, my mom bought me Dracula, glow in the dark, probably 70, 69, something like that. Um, square box. So whenever the square box came out, probably early seventies. But that that's the kit that really got me going. Um, she brought i used to have get mono i was a sick kid i had a lot of allergies (laughs) and stuff so i actually i just wanted to stay home and watch captain kangaroo (laughs) yes the ping pong boss right and so i'd stay home and and she got me models because you know i dug it and they would buy me you know i'd find a book that would really show what i love like the big monster book by um uh, gifford i think dennis gifford um but i always was this little monster kid and then I got all the auroras, luckily. Except in our area, we never got a Salem witch, and I never saw the Bride of Frankenstein. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. Okay. Big town of eight hundred and twenty-five, and then we moved out into the country, two miles out. So we were actually—I would ride my horse in to the to the. um, um, It was more of a hardware store, and and he'd get one kit for me, so I'd get my direct or glow in the dark Godzilla. You know, and flop on back home and work on my glow in the dark Godzilla. And
1: <laughs> I don't. Do you think there's anyone else that rode a horse to get
3: model kits? I like to believe there's a lot of us. It, it, it was a generation ago, you know. It was totally different <laughs> times. But, but Fall Creek is in a pretty rural area. I'm, yeah. I'm still in Eau Claire, which is only nine miles away from where I was born. So I've literally only lived in, in an 18 mile kind of circle. Gotcha. Where my, I was,
1: Captain Kangaroo. That just totally brought back a memory. My my biggest Captain Kangaroo memory is living in my first house in Lansing, Illinois, when I was probably three or four, the movers coming to unplug the TV when we were moving out of the house, and I was watching Captain Kangaroo, and they just unceremoniously oh unplugged that TV. And I that's, was like, what are you doing?
3: That's traumatic. And
1: then they're like, yoink, and there went the TV out the door. <laughs> oh, man. They're like watching Kangaroo. the black
3: and white show with a guy named Mr. Green Jeans. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: It was in color when I was watching it though.
3: It, it became color too, yeah. but, but we didn't have a color TV. No. Until yeah. I never so. even thought about that. Holy cow. Right? Mr. Green jeans, <laughs> but black. and white. Right. But so I did, I started as a little guy and then, and, and luckily I've never been, you know, I, I never thought anybody would be embarrassed by it. So when I was in Cub Scouts, I had my Aurora monsters out on the table for the Cub Scout show. And, and i never kind of lost it until I started dating. And but models were kind of hard to find in that time, too, in that you know, late 70s, early 80s. Um, Nabisco had bought an Aurora, the monster scenes thing kind of stopped everything cold at that point. So I didn't find a real model until like, geez, I found a, 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 a inbox comic scenes cult, which is right up there at a uh, what is it, kids' palace, the one with the panda bear. Um, um, kind of, like a Toys R Us, but it was Kids Palace. Oh, Child, Child World. What is it? Child World? That could be it. Or yeah, children. It was Palace, Child World. With the panda, yep. But I found a, a, a comic scenes Hulk. And this was late 80s, you know, back when Horizon and Screaming started going. And before I get ahead of myself, when I was 19, I started working at a comic book store. So I had my hands in everything. If there were models to be found, I was finding them. And that's where I met everybody. Um, Having the getting into the comic book shop when I was pretty young um, put me into a geek world, right? So when Kurt Krause, who's a friend who connected Scott and I, came into town, stopped at the comic shop, I had a big horizon display and stuff like that. That's kind of the connection of of me and all of you, actually. So I think that's pretty cool. And Kurt was from Fountain City. uh which is over on the river uh between um um Wisconsin and Minnesota and he was a connect. how did you know him Scott?
0: So I met Kurt
2: <clears throat> um, I think
0: the first or second uh Brugerman magazine when it was just figure model collector or whatever. And they had um Classified. And he had a classified in there. He needed a hunchback nameplate, and I had one. So I just put an envelope and sent it to him. (laughs) So he sent me a postcard back and, you know, thanked me. And so, you know, we kind of had some communication that way. And then I had another friend who he somehow hooked up with out here that was into music. And Kurt and his band had come down here to record. And Kurt always tried to coordinate everything so he could go to this uh, Kane County toy show. Down here. And so that's right. The first time I met him in person was at that. And he showed us the Jaeger Curse of the Werewolf that he had, which was, you know, so heads and tails above anything that Aurora ever did at that time. And then he also had uh pieces for the Godzilla's go kart that he has original. And I was like, and at that point, I was just strictly Aurora. So I was like really geeked out by that. And then um, he was casting Munster's Kits at the time. So then when I decided to start casting the King Kong Sronster, I got a hold of Kurt to you know, get information and in casting and stuff. And, and so it just evolved into a friendship over that period of time. Um, and then I went with him to my first Wonderfest in 95. And from that point on is when him and I became pretty close. Mm-hmm. And I think he moved in 97. And that's right around when I met you because he was getting ready to move and you came down there to see him and I was there. Right. And right. you and I started talking and it was like, yeah, go away, Kurt. The men are
1: talking.
3: So it was... Uh, <laughs> the men are and talking. like
1: rainbows appeared and birds flew. Right, right.
3: Well, and then Scott introduced me to the Chicago Head show. So going to Chicago was, was mind-blowing because I'd gone to comic conventions, little ones, but nothing like that before. And it was just, mm-hmm. it was crazy because it was all model kit
1: how do you i'm trying to think of how do you describe the resin heads show to people who may have no idea what went on there like it's
3: every year can be described differently yeah yeah the Harryhausen year was fantastic yeah they still had some cheesy cake stuff going on but for the most part it was ray and carolyn and john philip law right and it was still a show. The show before that was a pure. I thought there were no girly stuff going on by the third or fourth one I went to or whatever it was, it was I was just, uncomfortable and I yeah, felt me too. dirty going. And as it. a
1: guy that likes that sort of like, I'm not, I'm, no yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not at all, but, but I was dude, like, maybe
3: did it for me. I was
1: like, dude, you're saying this in front of kids. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, what years, that? what year was the first resin heads?
3: I got to like 97. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I know Rob's was,
1: first
0: Wonderfest was ninety seven.
3: Yeah, because I, I missed it. I think we
0: talked. Yeah, how many guys did you bring down? You brought down um,
3: Dan, Dan, and who passed away? We really miss him. And uh, Chris always came with me. I think did I don't you? think
0: Chris was with. I uh,
3: the guy that I shared the room with. Yeah, Jeff, 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 Jeff. Yeah, the guy who told me I was going to die from toothpaste and stuff.
0: That and the guy that like. Wait, was it I in the toilet? I a dollar off the tip table. Oh, the tip Remember that?
3: Table.
0: Oh, my God. I thought you were going to kill him. And I was, like, so half asleep because Rob and I stayed up all night. <laughs> and then I drove to Louisville.
3: I was trying to give a good tip, and it wasn't even a huge tip.
0: Yeah. And it's like this guy picks up a dollar and says, that's too much. What? And Rob's like, put it down. Put it down. And I'm
3: like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now Laura was a waitress for years. I'm tipping these people good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um... <laughs> But, oh, yeah, we had a lot of good times on that trip. Uh, everyone falling asleep on the way home. Oh, yeah. I and we're in a traffic jam. Yeah, and I said to Rob, hey, if I go back to that last exit, can we go around this? And he looks at the map and says, yeah, you know, we can go around. So I had a Chevy Blazer, so I hit the Meridian and fucking do a turn, <laughs> And these guys all wake up in the back seat. Like, starts screaming, like,
1: ah, what's going on? I remember and, that, uh, that traffic jam. Is that the one where it was, like, backed up for, like, six hours? Like
3: it was I don't like, know. I, I, yeah. Just,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got around it, but it was funny. We woke those guys up and scared the shit out of them.
3: But, so the uh, first um, videos we made were resin heads, and we did Mike Parks and Larry, and who was my third person? There's three of them. George? What? No, it wasn't George. I don't think so. I'll find out later. Wayne. Wayne. Okay. Yeah. Wayne the Dane. So I was so happy to get Parks right away because Parks, he was selling the shit that was affordable. I could buy a bunch of it. I could learn how to paint down. sound it. like really? Scott. You two are made in heaven. I know, <laughs> nope. but I actually built a lot of them. Right, that's the opposite. You've... Ooh, I got his uh, Ooh, Homer a Kong. Shot. He got you. He got you with a shit yeah, yeah, I got the Homer Kong right here waiting to be prepped. Stand nice. me.
0: Right my, in right my incision, he stabs me.
3: But, the, but then in 2002 was the first time I shot video at Wonderfest. Okay. And I think some of my best shows, if I had to go back and say, I really love these shows. The show shows are the best, where I have you know everybody's saying hi and everybody talking. All the dealers were talking their shit up. I love those shows. Nothing made me happier, and I only had a couple of people that said, "Don't shoot my table" or something like that. Yeah, I back up and say, "I'm oh, not shoot their table. <laughs> don't do that." But oh, but the I infamous I, Wonderfest after it, hours. Oh, I got that too. That's a beautiful yeah. one. That was Dice Man just talking like a Jersey. Oh, I have that on tape,
1: them. too, but the year before, I think. No, but the and one ju- where everyone was busting my balls, too, about liking David Fisher and all that. Right, right.
3: Yeah, the 2002, I think that was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I found my tape, I think it's from 96, and I just found a way to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be posting it on here. I'm going right. to break it down into all the interviews I did. It was for a video art class that I was doing, and what? I couldn't partake in the final project for my video art class which was making some movie that was terrible anyway. And I'm like, well, I'm going to this convention on the weekend you guys are shooting. Can I just make a mini documentary and count that as my final project? It turned out terrible. I had no idea to, inter- how I- to interview people or anything, but I just found, and going back, it's not that bad actually. And good. so there's some people in there that I didn't expect to like have on tape. So I do want- I'm going to get that up, but it's one, like a good half hour is singing a hotel room with all these dudes sitting on hotel b- beds listening to Diceman crack on a video of David Fisher competing in Japan. It's a modeling contest. And it's just like, what the heck? And the bad thing about it, I was secretly recording. So it was kind of, it was up at Diceman's um, n- n- neither regions. <laughs> and it's not, it's, it's not a good angle, but anyway, I learned. So hey, your first was video. the Go instigator
3: ahead. of us doing the first model club kind of recording. It was. Mm-hmm. He was pulling us all around that day.
2: He really wanted it to happen. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I'm trying to think how I want to. I was nervous doing that. So do you want to tell us, tell everybody what happened if people didn't hear or see it?
3: Go ahead, Scott. You had a bunch of people that you would have talked to and that you were kind of excited about doing a project. Yeah. You, You knew exactly what you wanted to do, but getting all the guys in the room was not easy for you.
0: Oh, no. No, it wasn't. second you
3: got them there, you kind of came and grabbed Chris and I by the shirts and said, we got to do it. We got to do it right now. (laughs) And we came up there with way too much equipment. We set mics in totally the wrong areas and cameras at weird, stupid locations and ended up doing a voiceover of, of the stars of the stars talking about how to do good models for the Wonderfest contest. So a lot of the people who judged were in that room talking about what they were looking for, what they weren't looking for, what burned them, what didn't burn them and what they really dug. So I thought that was probably the most informational show I ever got to produce. Because usually it's just I, here's a model, look at And
0: it was such on the fly too, like you said. It was. it
3: was such on the fly. It was like but it's like we had all the writers for AFM at the time like in that room, you know, yeah. all teaching how to do it right. And that's kind of what you need.
1: You know? I'd love to like, have us get back together with some of those people and redo that with you cool. and everyone else and be like, hey, and have you even host it and do that. We could do that for your
3: show. Yeah, and, we could do it for yours. Yeah. do it for both. <laughs> we can break it up. I could have an hour-long show so I get more run.: Do a part yeah. one and
1: part two crossover. So crossover. So let's, talk, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about how YouTube works for people who don't know, how your channel works, how, it go, how you go about posting things, how you monetize things just YouTube in general, that sort of conversation that I don't think people realize the amount of garbage that's behind the scenes.
3: Right. Right. So I can get, kind of give you a brief. I do three shows on YouTube. One of them's pretty new and we don't have a lot of subscribers, but I do a dungeon and dragon show called game geeks RPG. And we have like 14,000 subscribers and I monetize it. So monetizing it is allowing them to put ads on. So clicks get us a percentage of a penny. Right. And after a month or two of people watching, I'll get a check for a hundred bucks or something. So for Monster Mile Review, I never did. I never monetized it. I never wanted to, until YouTube started putting ads on our stuff. Anyway, so if you're if they're going to be ads on there anyway, yeah. we should be making at least something. You guys do a lot of work. Editing takes time. I don't sleep a lot. Neither do you, probably. <laughs> well, Scott we do does. A- I sleep <laughs> right? like a baby <laughs> Right, because he doesn't edit. Right. So. so well, You really need to, people listening need to share, they need to like, they need to watch it all the way through, they need to comment, they need to make it more of a community, so we get the allotted run hours that we have to have, so Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate, but you have to have like 4,000 run hours to be able to monetize your channel. Well, I do four to seven minutes, seven minutes really long for my show, so you got to watch about 1,000 and a half of those, right? Your shows at least are longer, so you can do that. But so you need people to like it. You need a certain amount of subscribers. I think it's a 1,000. It is, so, a,
1: yeah, a 1,000.
3: Yep. So, you know, we get half of it covered, and that's, that's, that's even hard to do sometimes.
1: It is. It, it,
3: right? it, yes. So that's why we say, please share. Please share it with other people that you think are like-minded. If there's a science fiction group and you go, hey, these guys are talking about science fiction, you know, share that with them and say, hey, these cats are talking about Battlestar Galactica this week or something. You know, but just getting us out there, getting us more viewers is going to help us monetize it. So YouTube's not the only people making money that we're at least making something right. And I'm not into it for the money, but if YouTube's going to make money off our souls, we should make a little bit off it.
1: And that was my exact thought as well. When we started this show, I never cared about making a dime, nothing until they changed that rule a little bit ago where they're going to start putting ads on everybody's stuff no matter what. I'm like, well, if they're going to make money same thing i i want to so and we're not i'm not sitting here begging for people No, no <laughs> like click, no. but it's not i think that's just it's fair if they're gonna if make you money just, we you should. just minimize this and let the video play all the way through
3: okay. <laughs> yes yeah, turn down yes. the volume put your
1: headphones yes. down no. don't yeah. click through it just let it play once all the way through and then go back and click
3: through that would be awesome right
0: Um, Because I'm sure you're just watching my parts anyway.
3: That's probably (laughs) true. I have a Scott Skipper on my thing. Yes, Scott Skipper. That's like the
1: channel. Oh, man.
3: But I did do a giveaway this month, just last week. and, And it was kind of just a call to action. And I ended up calling you to action to watch this show, too. Because I think these two are putting a lot of good effort into it. And they're promoting a hobby that we simply don't want to see go away. The only reason we are doing this is because we love the hobby we're not getting rich we're not getting to rub shoulders with the rich and famous but the cool people we are so that's kind of nice <laughs> but really the only reason we're doing this is because we love the hobby and we want to keep building models and we want models to keep coming out so i did a you can win a free sleeve stack by watch my video we can post a picture yeah, of. yeah it.
1: it'll be we're i if you go to our channel it links directly to yours all the time no matter what also in the description, we'll have it here for people to link direct re- directly over to that. Also, and again, I think the whole idea of community, we need to build that here on YouTube a little bit. And there's, there's a few other guys, and I'll talk about them later in the, in the show. Um, but if you do know someone who's doing models on YouTube, send it to us. I'll link it. I'll put it on our channel so that more people find it, more people find us that way. Mm-hmm. And it's the best way for everybody. It's just, I think if we band together and start... I mean, you still got the clubhouse, you still got Facebook, but again, some of that stuff splintered. And if you kind of have these sort of little mini communities here where you can have those same discussions in the comments that you have in other places, it, it will help spread this to other people because the miniature guys, again, I get on this every episode. They have no idea we exist. None like these monsters. They have no idea that there's these monster models out there. And if we could kind of tap into that and if, There's a great crossover potential there that I really think needs to happen, but that's just me. And you're you're an old miniature guy like I am, so it's it's it's. That's all we had for a while, right? There were no models, right? Exactly.
3: uh, So we did lads.
1: Hey Scott, did you know that uh, Rob and I both are in love with Grandfather Nurgle? He's our (laughs) Lord and Savior. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
0: right back here. That's fucking great.
1: <laughs>
0: That's
3: great. You find out about a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. If you want to do the contest, it's a free giveaway, but it's to the end of April, and I'm making you watch my shows if you watch that. So cool. Yes, please. And again, Everybody. it's really just for the hobby. I think it's one thing is kind of funny too, having done videos since the nineties on, on models. Whenever I somebody else, Lonnie James or or uh, uh, Jerry Lynn, or who was I thinking of? Even, well, Fisher, I think, did a person. Tom Gillian did it before us. Yeah. In those old, cool videos, right? But who else was I thinking of? Um, it was Lonnie. He would wear the wrestling mask. Yeah, Lonnie did the wrestling Lonnie was mask. out of control, man. They were great. <laughs> oh, oh, Russ. Russ and Russ, Richard, yep. those guys. Yep, at Wonderfest, stuff, doing the whole right? tapes. Everybody DVDs. goes, I don't, want to, I don't mean to step on your toes. I don't mean to step on your toes. I have absolutely no ego on this. Yeah. This is all about the love of the hobby. If you're going to make a show, I actually brought equipment and helped Russ and Rich. And and I bend over backwards for you guys because, I you know, as long as people are enjoying the hobby, it's a win-win, right? For everybody. Yep. Really? And I, I I wish they still made those Wonderfest
1: documentaries every year.
3: I did, too. They put a lot more time and effort in yep. than I did. But I still really like mine because I would do the yeah. snippet and then the dealer and and uh, Sarah Karloff would say, hi, you're watching Monster Review," <laughs> And I go, fuck it, hey, I got Sarah Ka- Karloff doing it, you know. And she's going, what is this show? Vincent Price daughter didn't want to do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's really about the hobby. And and honestly, if anybody has questions about wanting to do something like this, I'm game. Just email me oh. at and,
1: and here, you you
0: know, you've got your small thing, you know, show here. Yeah, really. And you had Nick
3: Intero on. I you did. Know, but you had Nick
1: Nicotero on. And he was, was and he was great.
3: And he's kind of buzzed. So it's kind yeah. of cool. <laughs> yeah. And Tony Cipriano did a full hour with me, which I thought was pretty cool.
0: Telling you how he'd never do digital. And then two years later, that's about all he's doing. You
3: know, his class is awesome. I'm going to give a shout out. I, I bought his class, his digital one. Mm-hmm. And I'm already fairly good with ZBrush. By the time I bought, bought it, I was already doing slee stacks and stuff. But the second I got his class, he every single time I do a how to draw or how to do something, something always happens where I never do it right. So he's teaching you how to do a polar bear. I sculpted Maddie, my new model kit. <laughs> so I use the same principles he's teaching, but I always make something else. Kind of like here's how to draw a Scooby, circle, 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 and I draw a dire wolf. And gotcha. it's just, I never do it the right way. But I learned what I needed to learn from Tony, that I was able to create that model kit that I published that you guys were cool and showed off a couple months ago.
1: And we're going to show it again.
3: How's that doing, <laughs> by the
1: way? how's that And doing? it's going
3: to be in this beautiful diorama, and I'm going to send you some pictures, and you can be the first people to show it. I'm, I'm getting ready to show it. I made another diorama of my basement, and you've seen part of it, because I put Frankenstein in it and other people in it. But that room was really made for Maddie. So when I got my kit from Todd at Escape Hatch Hobbies, if you're interested, um, it's a rat pink guy, but I made a little room uh, as a corner of my basement specifically for Maddie to be building models in. So now he's got his own little diorama. Now that takes me to my newest piece, which is, so you all seen the uh, piece I did for amazing figure modelers, the Finkenstein or Finkelstein yeah. underground print shop. It was in the last print issue of amazing figure modeler. And mm-hmm. it's Rat pink and a Da Vinci printing press and an underground print press. And it's my first real big diorama. And then this is my second one. My third one is going to be the game room. So I've got at least four things oh, cool. now ready to go. And I'm going to make it so it's vintage games and old games. I don't know what's going to be on the table, but I want to make it so it can change out. Very cool. You know, they can do Call of Cthulhu one week, and oh. then they can do Space Hulk the next, right? Nice. Or Monopoly or whatever.
0: Mousetrap. Have fun with
3: that. Oh, uh, yeah. That'd be, you know, I could 3D print that bad boy, I think. <laughs> That'd be funny. Okay,
0: good. Nice little mousetrap game about this big,
3: you know. <laughs> you know, 3D printing is going to change this hobby for the good and the bad. I've already seen when I post stuff, people automatically ask for my STL, the file of it, and I'll never give it away because the second you hand them that file, it's gone. So, it's...
1: do you want to segue into that now? Sure. You want sure. to go there? Let's do that. Yeah, that's so... how my brain works. <laughs> that is you've been doing some really good stuff, great stuff with 3d printing and jumped right into it. Um, and you've, I've seen a lot of people push back on it. And I, I think it's, it's a good thing. Like you just said, I think there's some bad things and some good things. So give us your opinion. How hard was it to get into how, what's the best thing you like about it? The worst thing, just the, the lowdown as a novice getting to where you are now, what printer you ended up buying, what software you're using. Sure. Just if so, just people, if they want to get into it, a quick just here's what you need
3: so, so it's I funny i've become kind of that guy that <laughs> i i know with tony cipriano when he was buying his printer he said okay rob tell me what and i yeah. told him exactly my pros and cons of what i got he got a bigger one the saturn right um but i told him everything i spent like a day just writing emails back and forth and i i'm doing that with a couple other model people right now but so i i like sculpting with play but I never finish anything with clay because I'm just not a finisher. And clay's, clay has one thing that the computer doesn't have, and that's an undo button. So you can sculpt an ear for an hour and a half and then screw it up in less than a fraction of a second. second. And then you got to spend all that time to do it again. So that was really hard for me. I never really completed clay sculptures well. I did a Yithian model kit a long time ago, but a Yithian, any, any, I think a monkey could sculpt, really. You have a plastic bag and stuff. Hey, the man of war. Scott, Scott doesn't manivore. know what a Yithian is. Oh, no. But Scott's right. I actually sculpted a man of war for Kurt way back in the early days. So my first sculpt, I'll have to take a picture of it. Not very many yes. people know it exists. But um, so I, I, I hopped on Blender. It's free. And they had just changed to Blender 2.8. Before that, it was a nightmare. I tried a couple different times, and I'd watch the how-tos, and it was a nightmare. And I would just end up throwing my hands in the air and saying, I, I just simply don't want to go that far. With 2.8, they made it so it loads up, and you click sculpting, or sculpt. And you're instantly pulling and pushing this ball around, this digital ball. And then the second you learn how to do, I think the very first day I made a cyclops, the second day I made a little Frankenstein super-deformed head, Um, The third day, I probably a sleeve stack because I love my sleeve stack. And (laughs) and through work and stuff, I was able to play with ZBrush. And ZBrush is like Blender, but made really just for sculpting, where Blender is made for animation and everything. Mm -hmm. ZBrush is really just sculpting. And, and luckily, I was able to get a copy of that, a real copy, and of course, and, and watched a lot of tutorials.
0: I was going to ask that
1: question, if it was a real copy or not. I, I,
3: I'm, I'm above the boards. I'm one of those crazy <laughs> Google followers. I I, me too. I am the same
1: way. I am.
3: <laughs> if, I, yes. if I'm using it, I'm paying for it. So I luckily, Flipped Normals is the name of this couple of guys that are on YouTube. Taught me everything I needed to know. Wait, repeat that again. What's their names? Flip normal f-l-i-p-p-e-d-n-o-r-m-a-l right um but they make some of the best tutorials they're slow there's two of them so you kind of got the color commentator as the other guy's telling you the facts mm-hmm. go on a pace that's watchable and not those guys that go pow pow, pow pow and you're just hitting pause because you can't find the buttons fast enough to do it so you know their beginning thing got me rolling um so i was pretty dangerous i had already done like a full body sleeve stack which is right there up there and some other things i'll take pictures and send them um um, but by the time i got tony cipriano's tape or um his course it's like 24 episodes um he taught me some magic in there first he taught me how to set up um all my tools in the right spot so it's that old dog kind of thing i don't mean to call tony old he's younger than i am right but he knows the Tips and tricks that's going to yeah. help, right? He doesn't just sit there and say, okay, you're a newbie. This is what you're going to do. And He says, you're going to need all these. So put them here. And you're going to need to learn this thing. And once you do it, I remember I learned how to do a boolean, and that's kind of a takeaway. Kind of you take something and put it into it and take it away. Once I learned it, I wrote Tony and said, hey, I figured it out. He said, now do it 20 times right now before you forget. And I did. <laughs> and I'll never forget how to do it. Um, but because of that, I learned how to sculpt. And then, you know, I was playing with filament printers. We have them at work in our library. I work at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. So the makerspace is one of my favorite places. And the two guys that run it, Dan and Brad, are rock solid and have taught me kind of all the basics in printing. So they got me on filament printers and would help me print my little T-Rexes and stuff. So, of course, everything I sculpt is really exaggerated. So their ankles are like two millimeters wide horrible with filaments, right? But they would try. And so I, I, I just could, I knew I couldn't do it with a filament printer. It just wouldn't do it. Filament is great for like a Frankenstein light switch. Perfect. I yeah. got it. most of my house has Frankenstein light switches because filament 3D printers. And they're great. <laughs> but I knew resin printing had to be the way to go. So I bought a cheap Mars Pro, the first one. It was like 250 bucks when I bought it. I bought the water soluble resin so I didn't have to work with as many chemicals. I'm already dealing with poison to begin with, right? So I didn't want to have to deal with a whole lot of poison. So I got the water washable stuff. And, you know, the first week I broke the machine twice, but I learned it from the inside out. I knew exactly what needed to do. I knew how to change my FEP. I knew how to do, you know, deal with the LED light if something happened to it. So I really learned my machine better. And the company has a really good warranty for the first month or two. So you break it, they just send you a new part. And they tell you how to put it back in. So I took advantage of it. And that company, um, Mars Eligu, the yeah, Eligu. okay, they were the best customer support. I, out of all of their stuff, whatever happened, their support made me a true believer. So that I got going. And uh, once I got going, I've been 100% on all my prints since. There's a couple of websites, if you're really going to get into it, you need to learn how to support your models. So when you print in 3D, and I have a little bit of video of this, you're going down into a liquid vat, it's taking a light picture, coming up, resetting, taking another light shot, and doing it, and doing it, and doing it. So one, it's got to be supported upside down, right? You can't have that overhang of a finger and not have something holding on to it. Just like in how you do a resin mold, you know, you need to have those Release cap, but you need to support your item on the base. So there's a couple videos. that um, There's 3D Print Pro guy is really good, but you only watch the first two or three videos and of supports, and you'll figure it out. I use Chidu Box that comes with the Saturn and the Mars software. Chidu Box is C H I T U B O X. Okay, and it's pretty simple. The hardest part for me is measuring everything. So everything I do, you got to numbers, make, right? It's numbers, but you think that foot's going to be 12 millimeters and you're not counting that part of the ankle that jets out or the angle you have it at. So I always print everything like four or five times before I get the perfect one. Gotcha. But when you do it at a 0.01 to four, and I, I don't go under 0.04 millimeters, there's no lines. It's smooth. It's yeah. smooth to be painted and it takes paint really well. You don't even have to uh, prime it if you don't want to. It just sucks it in right away. And that's really Have you done anything yeah, cool. where you
0: cut and key? I mean, are you doing that oh, too? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, Maddie's all keyed up. Maddie's got keys in his arms, in his legs. He's all keyed. And, and that's booleans. That's when I, I was talking booleans with Tony stuff. That's that takeaway and mm-hmm. addition. So you put a hole in there, but you make a little bit bigger. And then the hole you make smaller and you make that part of the model. So, yeah. And, wow. and that's really it i'm an old dog and i learned it but I, i've been in the adobe products for a long time probably 25 years i've been photoshop and premiere and after Effects, so I, I love computers and i've always loved computers so stepping into that realm was just so easy for me and i i just love i love sculpting it i just do it you sculpt half of the face and the other half is there <laughs> you know, you only have to sculpt to one ear and the other ear is there and then you take away that dynamic and start making it all real, you know? But it's, it's truly amazing. And I think anybody can do it. I think you just got to really play with it and take the time to learn it. And it's one of those things like Premiere and After Effects. Once you learn it, use it. I, I, I did some sculpting and then I went off and did something else for two or three months because of COVID. I started building models. And I had to watch all the videos again because I totally forgot how to do everything. Yeah. And now oh. I went and tested myself last week because I've been doing a lot of models and I still got most of it. So
1: <laughs> That's really inspiring to hear that yeah. you were able to pick it up like that. Um, tell me, what is uh Tony Cipriano's course cost? Like, is that
3: for his videos? I think you it's remember? normally it... 50 bucks, but I got it on sale and I think it might be on sale right now for 25. Okay, and, I'll, I'll and find also in... got a, a clay sculpting course too that I'm intimidated totally by. <laughs> totally. I want to do it, but the 3D stuff just makes me happy.
1: Okay. Cool. I, I was, that's not. That's reasonable, so
3: actually.
0: Where do you see this all going? So like you said, you're not going to share your it's STL file,
3: right? Right. Because once you share that file, you'll see it on Thingiverse. Thingiverse is this free place to pull right. down.
0: Yeah, I've been there. I've been to Thingiverse. Right. Been checking it out. And
3: I do, too. That's where my knife switches all came from. And I'm sure they mm-hmm. stole it from some other poor guy. That right. But, you know, I'll see like real figures that I know cost a lot of money in the store. And I'll see him show up there, and I know somebody just took a three D scanner, and scanned that thing. It's no different than recasting, right? Right. So, yeah, and, and this
0: is the interesting thing. So Tony's done a bunch of cartoon stuff that I. Oh want. my
3: god, tons! Every time oh. he does it, I think of you. Every single. Yeah.
0: Time you show. Oh, that Popeye and the Jeep and the uh,
3: Aardvark. Yeah, okay. Calvin. Calvin in the space. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Um. All that stuff, and. You know, I, my thinking is.
0: So what's the best way to go there? Because it's, you know, do you, do you just sell the STL file to someone and then let them produce it as a resin kit? Do you sell the STL file to someone and let them, I mean, I'm just throwing options out here. Let them print them and sell them. Do you print them and sell them yourself? I mean, where do you see this, I, like a guy like Tony going or, you know, well, he's got fun. great stuff there that's sitting there doing nothing. It's making him nothing, you know, and I'd like to see the guy make some money off of it,
3: you know. And that's the thing. Do you sit there and print out a hundred copies or do you give it to somebody? So I went to Todd. I went to Todd at Escape Hatch Hobbies and said, Mm -hmm. I got this kit. You know, I'd like to make it a model kit, but I do not. I do not want to print more than two of these, you know, one for me to build. I actually built three. Um, One, I've got it here. Uh, one I sent to Phil because I needed somebody to do a really good job on it. So I did Phil could do that. You done. trust that guy? You trust I him do. with not film? film? You know, when, when it comes to Finks, I think he's the best. So <laughs> I, I love his work. And, he and has a
0: lot of fun with that stuff.
3: Hey, we just put an episode up last night of him with uh, doing all the mini uh, micro. Music. I saw it. I watched I it. Watch, yeah, I was watching some of it too. I thought it turned out great. I'm starting to use more melodic music and not just creepy stuff all the time. <laughs> but I kind of thought that was kind of cool um but you know it's hard for me i'm really good at walking away from it so i wouldn't mind sending todd my stl and saying go nuts with it i'm done with this right Mm -hmm. i got my kit people have enjoyed it i made a good episode out of it i animated the uh the instructions as a hint if anybody needed a hint that's for that contest thing (laughs) instruction thing but um but i'm really good at being done with stuff You know, not like Bernie Wrightson where he can't even tell you if he drew it because it was a while ago. And he goes, I disassociated myself with that artwork already. And I remember showing Bernie some comic books and I I was pretty positive it was his work. And it it wasn't signed in D.C. He goes, yeah, I think I did that. I think Mike might have edited or uh, inked part of it, but I don't remember anymore.
0: (laughs) I think he remembers doing the Howard the Duck button.
3: Right, right. Yeah, I still got mine. You better still have yours. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go straight from Gerber, you know. <laughs> yep. Was it was the cool.
0: Howard the Duck for President button, Jason. Uh-huh. And Wrightson drew the Howard the Duck. And he even signed it. it he it did. signed on the button. It Wrightson. And, um, yeah, they were collector's items.
3: Yep. There's a little piece of artwork that goes with it, too. Cool. Uh-huh. And now you got to go get that.
1: <laughs> I did see, like, Scott, what you were just talking about, on Patreon, if people in this again, don't know what Patreon is. You can subscribe to somebody for like $5 or a dollar a month. And you you can get their ST, STL files to print and you lose those rights once you aren't subscribed to them anymore. And there's different levels. I noticed there's levels to print for your own. There's also some of those guys sell the rights as a level. So you're paying more for the rights to print them for other people. So mm-hmm. there is that Scott, what you had just mentioned that you could print them for other people, but you pay more for the file in the first mm-hmm. place and it gives you that way so i mean there's ways people are getting around it and doing it um but, yeah, but i don't tony, want to see people scanning things and putting right them and in, if tony
3: didn't want to make it he, he could just get a hold of somebody and say yeah. hey, i want to make this into a kit and he can print out the master and be done with it but i think he's enjoying the printing process to some extent yeah well i know he's been teasing
0: and um got okay, every time he does i'm on there going "Dude, i, know. I, I know. want one of these i know <laughs> i want one of these there's another guy out there and he knows tony jason peltz okay and um jason finally started printing some of his stuff so i've got like secret squirrel i don't know if you saw the episode of george jetson with astro on the treadmill oh, i haven't seen that. that's cool and um fred flintstone he did that was really good that one he had cast and resin the fred um but yeah so he sent me some uh 3d prints of uh you know some of them and you know again a reasonable same price maybe as a resin kit that side and i don't mind paying that you know i'm not looking for anything for nothing right. but i don't know that i want to pay thousands for an stl file that i'm going to use one time you know and i don't know that i want to produce something you know um, no
3: but if you bought it for a thousand and the artist was going to give it to you and you yeah. have the rights to make a kit out right it. right at that point yes sure you have to trust your artist not to give it to anybody else at that right point.
0: but um i would just rather see him print it. i wish cipriano tony if you're listening yeah like tony's listening well, um, I'll, I'll let him know fuck. Yeah. and then that, like
3: 10 minutes out of him he's got to watch that. and then that fucking
0: clay king kong he's got going i want that too i don't care what he's going to charge for that thing On the empire state building
3: it's um, awesome to watch him because he's just so talented
0: yeah and he, he sculpts on that for like three days a year and then he puts it away and it's like he,
1: <laughs> just to make you angry oh yeah i think so
0: i think he is, he is. Tony's, yeah, a tony's a good guy Joe tony's a good guy and his kong looks more like kong than cipriano or uh than peter jackson's as long as i can throw that in you know my uh daily dig at peter jackson
3: Got pissing me off on the Peter Jackson thing. Oh, coming. just wait! Just wait until
0: you watch the beginning of this episode when I rip into <laughs> Kong versus
3: Godzilla. Oh, oh no! God. It was fun. What are you doing? No, oh, no, no! 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 No!
1: No! Don't start! Don't <laughs> start! No! Don't start! I <laughs> haven't no. even
0: recorded that right. part yet. But I had to call him after I watched that and rave out for like ten minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm,
3: I'm, I'm, you know, I can sit there and watch Godzilla's Revenge over and over again. So. Oh, think anything they're going to give me, I'm going to <laughs> enjoy. So I'm pretty easy.
0: Well, I did tell yes. my wife that I would rather watch the original King Kong versus Godzilla than this one any day.
3: So I've uh, seen Godzilla versus Kong four times so far, and I'll probably oh. watch it this weekend again. God. We all I, have our
0: thing. I know. I think I'd rather watch that snooze fest Lord of the Rings that Jason likes. Oh,
3: my God. I love Lord of the Rings. I just watched all six movies. Like... <laughs> over winter i think it was I, I
0: hey at least the universal monster movies when i got bad were only like 80 minutes
3: long you know i, I think i really have to pitch to be a co-host now i
1: think uh,
3: <laughs> we're gonna put something in his food who's this yeah. guy
1: i got a pillow i want
3: to give him you're yeah. not the
1: only one trust me i've gotten uh oh, other I'm, offers. Gonna get, I'm gonna get a lot
0: over this one trust me
1: but
3: oh man. i don't
0: care <laughs> Peter Jackson ice skating mix. Come on. uh Come on. Okay. All right. All right. We could have left that out. We could have left the ice skating scene out of the Peter Jackson.
3: I agree. And the first hour of the movie. Um,
0: But uh,
1: yeah. yeah.
3: I do start on the island.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I agree. Okay. Let's. I do not like that one. I don't. I, I love Peter Jackson's films. King Kong. No, I do not love it all. Like, I'm with you i'm with yeah. you so so, i want to go back to this 3d and the hobbit now. i'm not a big hobbit guy either but like, like all the
3: extended what? stuff was so much better yes it was yeah but still I watched all six in a row and it was yeah spot.
1: i i my i still love the rankin and bass hobbit the most like that's like if they could have made two movies and kept it like tight like yeah. like that like i would have been that's what i wanted
3: that's I, funny. I, my coworkers I, said exactly the same thing.
1: That's uh, and I love that smog design. The fat, lazy, arrogant dragon just yep. not the kind of serpentine snake one we got. I love that. And cat, I that's the kid I want. Smog. I said this before. I want a smog, fat <laughs> smog. Scott has no idea what we're talking about. So, anyway, I read The Hobbit. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never got through twenty pages of the rest <laughs> of the books, but
0: I did read The Hobbit. I enjoyed The Hobbit. I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. Okay. But, you know, I read the Conan books, too, and I don't know that I could get through those today. <laughs> but
3: I have read them all.
0: The, the originals, not the spin-off stuff and all
3: that. I got into the Death Dealer series when they were doing those. I, there were a few of
0: them that I did, but I don't remember them. But it's, yeah. So you had
3: another question about 3D printing? Before?
0: So, yeah, I want to talk about scanning. Yes. So, scanning... Are we still what you would call in the primitive stages of that?
3: It's a very expensive stage of it. So no, our library bought one, and I'm just waiting for them to hook it up. I was going to go buy one, but the one they bought is way out of my league. So I decided just to hold still, wait till they have one, and then I'm bringing an Aurora Frankenstein down, and I'm going to scan it. Then I'm going to make a little teeny Aurora Frankenstein for one of my dioramas. It's my total Mm -hmm. goal to do it. But what really, what my real goal is, is I want to scan all the Auroras and make a music video out of them.
0: Wow. See, now, I would like to scan, and this is just would be a personal project for me, uh, the Aurora Superman. Because to me, that's still the best Superman model out there. And, do- but I would like to make it one-six scale. You know, I'd like to blow it up.
3: You know, and that's funny because we just had that conversation on one of our user groups. I have all four of them right there. Uh, Robin, <laughs> Superboy. Oh, Superboy. What, oh, he's right up there. Um but they're all on a weird scale. Everything's crazy. Mhm. Nobody fits together. The only way you can make Batman and Robin fit is to put Robin like a foot behind him in a window in a lab while Batman's outside swinging <laughs> right? And then the Marvel characters were all wonky. They're they're wonky too. Even Aurora Monsters, you, you know, they're roughly close and then kind of not.
0: But yeah, if you could make the Bride, can you imagine making the Bride uh the, right the same scale. scale as the rest of them? Yep. You know. Yep.
3: The Witch, might terry Beatty, which is a little big for the aurora collection but i still think that's one of the better ones so
0: i'm looking forward to
3: mark worthling's um oh that which looked really good yeah to the and then i got that replacement head too i didn't get that you know mark talked me out of my extra kit <laughs> and then showed that like the next day the second i sent it out I, now to be honest i got a really cool toy out of it but the second i sent it out I swear to God, he posted it like the next day saying, hey, if you have witch bottles, look at this awesome head. I have no more (laughs) witch bottles. I just give my last one away to to Mark. But I didn't give it away. It was a really good trade. Good for him. And uh, I'll get another witch and get one of his I'll
0: tell you too, of all the um, polar lights and stuff that I have doubles and triples of, I have one witch.
3: Because it was just never one of my favorites. I I can't tell you how many Dr. Jekylls i built in my lifetime.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, see,
3: and that's another one that's just not Scott
0: one of my favorites. Scott can tell you how many it's he's not, built.
3: It's not my favorite, but I created... One, one of that one. It's, I can tell you
0: that right now. I've only built that one once.
3: I got a regular one that's original from when I was a kid and repainted back in the 90s. And then I have my two fly kits that Chris and I came out with way back when we thought we were going to be models. Producer,
0: yeah, I remember? I remember telling Chris, yeah, you're going to get tired of this really quick. You
3: did. <laughs> you got tired of it. But I got two uh, two cool fly kits out of it. I'll I'll send you pictures for sure. But yeah, the scanners are coming, but they're super expensive. So a good scanner costs probably around four to seven grand. Yet. Wow. So what's a good printer cost? I uh, two fifty, and I'm making kits that I think are sellable, but they're small. My plate's only this big.
0: Right. So yeah. if you wanted to go one six scale,
1: you're either printing parts, parts or yeah. you're chopping it, or you're
3: yep. And and for five hundred bucks you can get the Saturn when they're And in. that's the
1: one I've been looking at is the Saturn. I
3: think that's yeah. the one
1: I'm I've settled on.
3: And I'll upgrade. I've sold enough yeah. Maddies That was my whole thing. If I sell enough of my kits, I'm gonna get a bigger printer. <laughs> but first I gotta sculpt something because I hate this is one of my sicknesses, but I hate sculpting things other people make. I feel like I only wanna print what I make. Okay. So I've got that kind of sickness where I, the only things I do at Thingiverse are truly light switches. That's it. Uh-huh. The rest of it, I try to make myself a yeah. little lamps. I try to make everything. And
1: that's kind of where I'm at with it too. Cause my whole sculpting side of stuff that I do isn't kit related. Isn't it's my, my abstract stuff that I do. And mm-hmm. I'd love to try and do those in ZBrush and just print them out because the way I was doing them out of like the, it's almost like a paper mache process using Durham's and some other stuff. Uh-huh. It is not. I, and I tested a lot of my big, I've thrown everything out from my, from my thesis show because it was too big. It break. It broke. The resin I used for it breaks down in the sun, so you can't keep it outside. Uh, it's very fragile, and I'm like, if I could just make them smaller and print them, it'd be it'd be
3: a little better. Um, paper mache was a really big thing this summer. Um, I I started while you know you have more time to watch videos, so I was watching Johnny. Um, she does ultimatepapermache.com. I I need to go see this. <laughs> she's she's an older, she's maybe my age, but a teacher. Okay, or it seemed like she was a teacher. But she just makes animal masks and stuff like that, and we take what we learn and move it into our monster stuff. So I did a cool Frankenstein. I took an old plastic skull from Target and added the Frankenstein aspect to it. I made a alien head from what I called the uh, Alex Toth kind of Saturday morning cartoon alien deadhead. I made that, and I really want to do a life size papier mache monster outside this summer. That's would be cool. Goals. That would be really cool.
1: That's it, fun projects like that that people just. I think I have fallen off to the side. Like, parents don't want to bring out the, the bunch of flour and water with their kids to get in the. I remember I doing that on balloons as a kid all the time.
3: You know, oh, the, the thing I made this week on the um, um, Thinking Carbonite. Uh-huh. Um, all it is is, you know, foam core and stuff I had laying around the house and half pearls from another project to, from yeah. my mom's scrapbooking stuff. I build most of my stuff from just scraps I find. Um, I love the, uh, I made a house that was on a cover of a local magazine this summer and it's all cardboard and fantasy and, and it was done in like a weekend with just cardboard and glue. I love it. Really cool.
1: Um, you touched on something I want to hit real quick, local libraries. Hmm. Mine does too. They have a 3d printer. They have it like, so if you're one of those people that want to just try, like if you have the file, you can go to the library and print it out. If your library has a printer. Or has a scanner. So don't feel like you're stuck having to buy your own. Use that local resource. I know mm-hmm. if you have a really good library, they might have that stuff. And a maker's, I think mine has a maker's room in it. So you can go do that stuff. And it sounds like yours does as well.
3: Yeah, our library at the university does, but our public one does too. Yeah. If you go to the kids museum, they probably have their own maker's yeah. space too. But you know, you probably know somebody with one. Yeah, at and this point. Yep. In the library, tell them what you're into and tell them, you know, for the month of October, if you want a really cool monster display, I'm more than happy to dust my stuff <laughs> off and make, I, I've had Aurora collections at both the Altoona and Eau Claire libraries, just because once they know you have something cool, they'll want to show it. I've actually had five art shows in town. I'm not an artist. I am kind of, you know, I'm a crafter. I consider myself a crafter. Yes. Oh, here we go. I, I get always get in trouble again. I always get in after... trouble with this,
1: but he said it right. He said it right.
3: Did I? Yes. Did. Um, but I always offer. I don't, I don't hide my hobby. So I've gotten highbrow art shows that I brought Tim Bruckner, the sculptor, with, and Andrew Ritchie, my best buddy, who draws really crazy good. Um, Steve Kurth, another one of my best buddies growing up. Um, he's another comic artist, works and still does, works for Marvel. But I'll bring them into my show and do these cool art shows with comic art on the wall, Tim Bruckner's beautiful pieces in the middle, and then my Aurora and Monster collection on a wall. And I just love it. It's like, yeah. you know, we're just getting to show off some stuff, you know? Exactly. And that's always talk about your hobby. Talk yes. loud and proud, you know?
1: And that's hard for me. It's God knows I can't talk. It's you hard for you know, me to talk. It's amazing
0: to me, Rob. You know, when I look behind you, even now, when I first met you, you had one child, you had a Hunter. And so um and then the other two came along emma and Ramsey. see i do know the names you do i'm so proud of you i love I, you i know i'm not sure of the order i think Ramsey was the last one right Yeah, emma, you got it. there you go so um but so when i first met rob and he owned a comic store and stuff man everything was a budget for rob because you know he just didn't have a lot of money he had kids he had you know
3: you don't make a lot of money owning comic shops.
0: Yeah, he, you know, he didn't have I, I wanna say a real job, but I'll get some comic owners that's mad true, at me, but you know. And so
1: I'm telling you can kind of
0: tell Rob's kids have kind of started to grow and leave the nest and stuff like that. When you look behind him and you see all this stuff that you know he's spending some money finally. Okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of it I've had all my life.
3: So mm-hmm. you
0: know I remember you going to Wonderfest with a
3: hundred dollars. I know, I know. Now and, I, I try to go with at least five. Yeah, so it, it's like machine. uh
0: but uh, but you always were happy. You always made do, and you were always happy. And um,
3: you know, I it, it, to do was... it was the show, so people would send me kits, and then I realized not a lot of people were going to send me kits. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, the first hundred episodes are just me and Chris doing our, our collection. Mm-hmm. We finally started getting stuff from you know John Diaz and stuff. People would start giving us some cool kits to play with and things. Um, Mobius and Round Two were really generous too. In the beginning, they they got me on the list right away, and I would do a lot of their stuff. That was cool. Very cool.
1: Um, future, where are things going? Where's where are things going?
3: You know, I'm so hyperactive and OCD. I can't even tell you. That. You know, I finished <laughs> the project this weekend. And whenever I finish project, I get into this little depression on what am I going to work on? What's my next thing? I need something, right? Yeah. Or my brain's going to explode, or I start picking on my wife too much because I I don't have anybody else to take on. <laughs> so so i don't know you know i might get back into sculpting i, I need to finish that sleeve stack up i want to i got a, a bigger one that i want to part out and make multiple arms one with the their little crossbows i already mm-hmm. sculpted it i just got to figure the sockets out but i I might wake up tomorrow and think you know i i, I definitely want to do a how i did the thinking carbonate um a video because i'm getting just tons of questions on it so i think yeah. it'd be easy just to do it and I, I have enough parts to do it except for the pink and that's why i was thinking that mm-hmm. Don't you have a big King Kong to paint? I do have a big Kong. He's right up there. I did a <laughs> put on him, though, a long time ago. The Bride of Kong model really well. And really, should be part of the monster scenes with the, with the T-Rex. Because they are a perfect scale. Perfect scale with each other. But he's right there. Chris did such a beautiful job on the bust, which is right there, <laughs> um, that I really got to find out how he did that so I can paint that bad boy up. <laughs> that, that's that's funny. I gotta, got a gotta... thinking of it though.
1: Yeah, Jason painted his finally. I think he did paint mine. Yep. Did you? Yep. Yeah. It's on my site somewhere. Yeah.
0: And so mine is in a, a box in the closet in
3: the yeah, garage. It's yeah. Not even He's displaying. complaining
1: about it. you, you jerk.
3: I remember okay. when Chris handed, or I'm sorry, when Scott handed me it. I was ready to, you know, it was like having a baby. Yeah. But it's so light. It mm-hmm. was like, whoa, this thing is a lot lighter <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. It's still, and I, I say it to every single human that I ever talk to, when they say, what's the best King Kong kit? There is no doubt in my mind that that kit you created is the best King Kong kit made. And I agree. Yeah, I need yeah. to remold it and
0: go through all that process, but you gotta, I'm done working. You you now that I guess that. I'm going <laughs> to live.
3: you got to figure out the giant Galuna thing. That yeah, that too.
0: That's their first.
3: I want in on that one for sure.
0: So, um, I was yeah. hoping that Brokaw molded that, but now Brokaw has um, gone on hiatus again. So,
3: you see, and that's kind of my problem when you ask what the future is. It really just, just yeah. depends upon what trips my trigger and when it does. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to keep this show going. Um, yeah. But you know, I'll, I'll run into a wall and then I'll need to build some stuff for a while. And, but we'll see. You never cool. know what.
1: Rob, you're a good man.
3: Hey, you're one of the good eggs in
1: this it. hobby. And thank you for doing yeah. everything you've done all these years. Oh, thank for, you guys for doing what like. You're doing. Yeah, no, it's nowhere near what you've done. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but seriously, people hate us. Yeah, people. <laughs> there's yeah. Thank you, sir, for everything. You're. I don't know how to thank you enough. You you do ah. so much for this hobby and. Again, yeah, good egg. No, <laughs> having you guys as those,
3: friends so. is enough for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love you. guys. Love yeah. you too. <laughs> well, no, the good thing with
0: Rob is I'll go sometimes a year without talking to him and Rob's, and like, then he'll finally answer his phone or pick up the phone and um talk to me for like an hour with no problem like we just <laughs> you know wherever we left off i it, keep tabs
3: it, on you and i know your blood type too so so
0: you know my blood type and um <laughs> i got
3: an extra kidney here
0: yeah keeping uh, it warm we're hoping we don't need it we're, we're, oh you're you're golden we're hoping we're good now but yep. um yeah, when we get off camera, remind me to tell you the story. My my good story that I'll tell at the beginning of this episode, but I'll tell you beforehand. Uh, so um, but yeah, I, I I'll echo what Jason said. Thank you for promoting us. And of course, we'll promote you. And, and it's weird how it works. The 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 uh lady that won the raffle um the last episode. Turns out her fiance Virginia. does videos, so he ends up taking so Mike Calvert was nice enough to send us a free kit. We give it away. Even though Jason didn't want to, we gave Ooh. it away because, you know, he liked it. And then it goes to her and her fiance takes and does a review video on it. Nice. So, you know, it was really cool that it turned out so good for Mike because he got the shout out here. And then he got
1: to shout out on another whole video. You know, nice, it, was and cool. it
0: was also cool to see the guy unbox it
1: and just see the nice quality it was. Awesome. That's really a nice yep. quality. Over at the kit. Figure kick Garage. we'll talk about him.
3: See, we're all yeah. like a virus. We all it just, is, it's we just right, Yeah, we're like the mutant uh, yeah, virus, the human virus. And, and who would have guessed? Uh, you know, hey, I'm back in the clubhouse, and um, I got to get back. You know, it's been a long time. I haven't been to the clubhouse in a long time. Uh, I even uh, I donated to their fundraiser. On our
0: behalf. Just, That's
3: what made me think of it. I should do that too. You know. Um I wanna thank you guys too for having me on. I know I was I got to be on that first kind of long stretch that you guys did for Wonderfest, which I thought was noble and really cool that you did it. And we were all tired and all wish washy, but it was fun. That was tired. And, uh, I just really appreciate everything you're doing and keep it up.
1: Well, thank you, sir. So, I, you we will. And we're gonna have you back once a year. Ooh, once once a season to, if we call them seasons, I don't good. know. Once
3: a a year, hours. We'll just talk about Jackson's King Kong for a while. Yeah,
1: for an hour,
0: (laughs) an hour. Fuck, talking about that. It's almost like watching it. It's too long.
1: (laughs) Telling you, you're gonna pop on here one day, and I'm gonna have him sitting in this. He's gonna be on the other screen. Bring
3: it. (laughs) it. All
0: right, bring it. If Peter Jackson's watching us, I'll publicly apologize
3: if if Uh, he comes on the show. I want him and Del Toro just to write me and say, Hey, thanks for doing your show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. Del Toro's art show is still one of my favorite shows I ever made. Oh, I uh, so wanted to come up there to man. see that. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What a original nine plates of Wrights and Frankenstein, you yeah. know. You know, R. Crum and Giger and, and Twilight Zone original artwork. Not Twilight Zone, Night Gallery original
0: yeah.
3: It was mind blowing I went twice and Laura and I took pictures of that and made that video i'd like to see that kirk hammett one too um oh, I am. oh that would be really good i bought yeah. the book i got his book oh the book's great and yeah. what's crazy is the book's starting to go for bigger money now that's crazy and I, mean, I think i bought it
0: from you know that wonderfest dealer that always has the books yeah yeah i think i bought mine there so i probably got it at a discounted price well
3: last <laughs> it was three years ago there was a cheap table of hardcovers I bet you I bought like $150 worth of books and just walked away with a huge stack. Oh, I yeah. always get something yeah. at that table. Every I love it. I love
2: this book. Yeah.
1: Well, cool. cool,
3: man.
2: All right. And we're back. Rob, Rob Madison.
1: What do you say, Scott?
2: Great guy. Yeah. One of the best guys I've ever met in a hobby. Um, and just in general. Yeah. Um,
0: just super nice guy. Wish I lived closer. Um he doesn't, but you do. No, he he probably wishes he could move to another country to get away from me, but um <laughs> a super nice guy. Um and on a personal note, good family man, you know, great dad. Um all his kids are grown now, but I know I've known Rob since they were all before some of them were even born. So um Yeah. You know,
2: good time. Um, great guy. Never heard
0: anybody say a bad word about him. So no, even me, even I haven't said a bad word
2: about. (laughs)
1: Which is hard. Yeah, you you say a lot of bad things. So I I really like what he's doing, and I think part of this is we need to support the channel of everyone who's involved. So if if you're like Robin, you have a channel for hobby modeling, anything, send us along. We'll send links out. We'll do that, and start building the community here on YouTube a little bit between all the modelers, which brings us to our winner from last, last week, last month. What is it? Last month's episode for the phantom kit, Virginia. Um, she hit me up and said, Hey, my fiance has a YouTube channel and it's the figure kit garage, which I have watched before. And I was also subscribed to on my normal channel. And so if you want to see what the phantom kit was, that we gave away to Virginia last week, he does an amazing review of that phantom kit. Uh, so please links are below for the figure Kit garage on YouTube with, let me get everything, all details there over there with Brent Krug and it's, I'm sorry. with who Brent Krug. Wow. Where'd you get that information? Uh, It it was in the video in the first 11 seconds. Yeah. First 11 seconds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I really want to say thank you, uh, to her for letting us know. And, and, Please, everyone, go subscribe over there. There's some great, he does really good
0: reviews. What was awesome about that is, you know, her Mike was kind enough to send us a kit to give away for a raffle. And
2: we give the kit away, and Mike gets even more publicity out of it, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, again, thanks to Mike for
0: that. And, um, you know, I'm I'm glad it, it
1: worked out a little better than even he thought, I'm sure. And I learned something in that review. He shows how the base goes together. And I thought it was like really well engineered. The base is that solid, that block, which I would have figured mm-hmm. was a solid piece of resin, but it's four four thin pieces that slot together, which I think is really cool and saves resin. Um, but yeah, please check out the figure kick garage. Brent Krug. If you go to our channel and down below, it says friends of the channel or something like that. It links to a bunch of other, uh, different, uh, friends of ours on youtube so please. and if you'd like to be linked and aren't yeah we'll link you for sure absolutely okay that brings us to emails and corrections scott do we have any corrections what did we screw up last time i don't remember i i I don't know (laughs) it's been so long uh
2: we got everything right uh
1: the only email i really have to talk about other than I got a lot. Again, I want to say thank you to the people emailed about Scott's health. Thank you. Uh, Martin thank sent you. me a bunch of emails with pictures, which I'm gonna, we're going to add at the end because we're going to do a new thing, which we had talked about before, but then Paul Gill reminded you and then you brought it to me. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, so our normal email from Phil. It's nice to know there are more of us that do different things. First of all, be careful what you confide in with your lady, especially after the consumption of alcohol. People tend to open up and share your innermost secrets. Having said that, Diane will probably kill me for telling you about one of her strange habits. But when we eat tacos, she always picks up her taco and has to rotate it. I don't even understand that.
0: Like, oh, the guy that eats out of the garbage no i don't understand Pop-tarts what he
3: in. means does well, she i think he means it? she
0: takes it and she's got to
1: turn it turn it this way or turn it 360 and eat it
3: or Maybe turn, phil
0: it, turn it turn it and eat much. it
1: sideways like but a sandwich we'll see if we
0: can get diane out here to do a
1: demonstration oh <laughs> uh, yes i would she's talking send, to the divorce no, lawyer for <laughs> phil okay send pictures of her eating a taco that's what i need to see and i mean tacos like regular or a tacos. diagram yeah or that di- yes a diagram It would be great. Uh, The ghost at Scotty's house. Here's what I think. The marks on your arm, they were delayed reaction to you eating the donut out of the garbage. You did say the marks came from the inside. Uh, How much? He didn't say what he thought about. Oh, he didn't. I think it's a joke. He didn't put anything about the ghost. Uh, How much toothpaste was still in the tube? It was full. I already have an, I have a really old toaster. The power cord is wrapped in fabric. So I don't think a pop tart would fit horizontally. Uh, this is the shortest email to you so far. I want to apologize for some listener for not talking about models. <laughs> um, thanks, Phil. And here's a great fill of both of them, of him and Diane, at the campfire. I want a campfire beer.
0: I'll just never forget first time I met Diane, and I was with Kurt and Phil and. Curt and Phil were talking about models and Diane just looks at me and says, are you one of them? And I had to put my <laughs> head down and go, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And she just walked away and disgust. But, nah,
0: she's a good sport. Diane's great. So,
1: so that brings us to the end. We're going to try and start doing these reader gallery things at the end. We had talked about it before, but we never got enough pictures, but we slowly started getting some pictures from people. So we're going to build these reader gal readers. We're going to build these viewer listener galleries at the end. So if you want to have a model kit shared in, our little slideshow at the end, we're gonna do those as we kind of fade out. Or a
0: bunch of model kits.
1: Shared. Or a bunch of model. Yep.
0: Yep. And um all of Paul's um that we're about to show are all still in production, I'm pretty sure, and available through him. Uh Paul Gill on Facebook, uh figure model kits, I think, and um, you know, Paul just uh, you know, it, it's cool. Paul likes to paint still and do stuff. So, um, you know, those are some of his, uh, hammer busts that we're going to show and, um, go from there. And then, uh, one other quick thing.
1: Wait, I'm I'm going to also hold on. I'm going to also show a bunch of kids from Martin who sent me a bunch of pictures via email. He's been doing a lot with, uh, photography and light, which with what he's doing in a Godzilla belt. So I'm going to put those in there as well. So thank you, Martin, for sending me those pictures and we will get those in there too.
0: Yep. Listeners gallery. You don't have to be a
1: professional.
0: Might be just a kick to see your stuff at the end. So we're going to throw in some nice fade out music and, uh, man, I got to, I got to find some good music. Put some, <laughs> uh, free. put some kits up. Um, also, hopefully, maybe for our next episode,
2: um, we're going to talk a little more about Wonderfest. And what we would like is any dealers that
0: are going, um, if If you'd like to just send us photos or if you'd like to come on here for like five ten minutes and talk to us about what you're gonna be selling um and that kind of thing, we'd really like to promote that aspect of Wonderfest and get the people in here and and you know get get people kind of excited about going to the show if you are gonna go and uh you know give you a little preview maybe of what's coming and uh You know, again, if you're not comfortable coming on and want to just send us photos, um, we'll kind of do that as a gallery as well, maybe, at the end. Uh, We haven't quite figured out what we're going to do, but we'd like to get some feedback and some...
1: um, I'd like to do just like a quick 10 minutes with each person. Like, here's what we're going to have. Come get it. If you want to make an announcement here so that people kind of get excited about coming to pick up stuff at Wonderfest, we'd love that too. So whatever you feel comfortable with, like with what Scott said, we'll post on the boards and try and get some people to come on. So we can walk you through zoom. We'll hook it up. We'll get you on there. Um, I have some other people that emailed me about other episode stuff. Um, I got some great pictures, uh, for the older model kit issues or I'm not, I'm sorry for the old magazine issues. Uh, so people sent me a bunch of pictures of that. And I also got a bunch of pictures for, the realism versus style episode that we want to do so you can keep sending that stuff too if you got anything and we're going to work on those episodes probably after the wonderfest thing so that we can get you know we want to we want wonderfest to be great so
2: promote as much as we can and cg blade i'm not dead yet (laughs) oh the book the book you want to tell everybody what you did
0: well our, our friend cj blade CG Blade. Um and, and he asked us for permission. He's in the middle of writing a new book. And uh apparently Jason and I are gonna be characters. And uh I think characters is a loose word because from what I've seen so far, we are gonna be characters. So um <laughs> But thank we'll
1: you. We'll keep for you
0: informed that. on that, but that looks like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we'll let you know when it comes out. Uh Sky, got anything else?
0: I've got nothing else. Again, thanks, everyone, for the well wishes. We're on the road to recovery. As you can see, I sat through this mess for an hour and a half. No, two hours. Actually.
2: And uh, I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you, everybody. And oh. He's choking on me. I want to thank
0: Jason and Charlie Robson for deciding that the day I was in the hospital was a day to have a long <laughs> fucking Facebook conversation that I was part of. And so my phone kept going. Dang, it, was dang, 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 it was the day after. It was the day after. Two days. Whatever. After.
1: So exaggerate, baby. Thanks,
0: guys. Appreciated that. You guys are top notch. So. <laughs> All Can't right,
1: wait everybody. to have him on. So. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Take care, everyone. All right. Bye, everyone.